0: I don't think that's true
1: <laughs> don't what is don't that? do that into the microphone what is please? that taste that's like when you go like that
0: chocolate and coffee
1: i got all the sounds <laughs> you got to do that when you taste it
0: Hey Sipsters, Editing Anna here. It's been a while. How's it going? I just wanted to pop in and say that the audio quality of this episode may not be fully up to par, at least not up to my par. So, this is me apologizing for that. There's not even a good excuse. The program that we used to record just w- got reset somehow. I think something got tangled up as we were setting it back up. So, if you hear some buzzy noises when we're talking, especially mom, sorry about that. Don't at me. I'm aware of it. <laughs> I'll try to make it better for next time. Just bear with us for this time and I hope you enjoy the episode anyway. You know, even Beyond the buzzy noises. So, with that, let's get into the episode. And remember, this podcast is not safe for work, so listen with headphones. Hello and welcome to Freudian Sips, the podcast about brains, beverages, and other BS. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Anna. And it's Spooktober, everybody! It's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> That's just weird, Anna. The only bad part about doing biweekly weekly is that we only get two Spooktober episodes this mm. month.
1: Spooktober. You are a big Halloween kind of girl, aren't I you? I am. Didn't used to be like that. What does that say about your personality, I wonder?
0: Well, we did a whole episode last year, last Spooktober, <laughs> about <laughs> what it says about you that you, if you like... Scary movies. Uh, Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode 36? 36. That was like a million years ago. That was a million years ago, yeah. (laughs) Especially because this year is a million years by itself. I know,
1: exactly. It feels like a million years. Even though I know we're focusing on the spook part of October. Mm -hmm. I love, I mean, we live in the Midwest, and right now the trees are so beautiful. Sometimes I just drive down the street and like pull over and look (laughs) at a tree because I think... How can a tree both it's like there's lights inside the tree when the sun shines on them yeah. and they're all colorful and that like real red orange, oh, yeah, they're perfect. There are some trees right now that are just perfect. I love the fall for that reason, wherever you are, sipsters, if the trees are changing,
0: go out and look at him, go, just look just at them,
1: do some self care and go <laughs> out and sit by a tree,
0: sit by a tree,
1: <laughs> talk to him. <laughs> Hug him. Say, Hi, tree. Thanks for being so beautiful just for me. That even rhymed. That's that, like a Wow.
0: Poem. <laughs> <laughs> so, recite
1: poetry to your trees. I think that I shall never see. How <laughs> a more beautiful tree than thee? poem is beautiful as a tree. My mom used oh. to say that poem, but I don't remember it. I think that I shall never see a poem as beautiful as a tree. I, I believe you, and I believe Mama. I'm probably wrong, but mama was never wrong. So, I <laughs> so don't know. she
0: said it, it's true. Whatever
1: she said was the right thing. So, something spooky today, huh? Do we need any any pre-roll about any business or anything? Um, Got any business over there?
0: I don't know. You talked about the merch last week and I'm going to talk about the merch this week cuz I'm currently wearing a she merch. She is
1: currently wearing one.
0: Cuz I bought it. When I was maybe under the influence a little bit, and I was like, treat myself. So I bought a nice mint green slouchy Freudian Sips tea, and it's very comfy and very cute.
1: I have a couple of slouchies, too. Mm. I have a red one and a, and a mint green one, just like so you. So fun. We could wear them at the same time. We could match. Twins.
0: Twinsies. <laughs> that would be a little creepy. That'd but be a we little much. <laughs> all the other stuff we have together, I feel like that might be a little I much. I think we're meshed enough. I yeah. don't think we need to wear matching We don't need to match clothes. No, no probably mm-hmm. not. No, I think that's the only pre-roll I've got. We can just uh, get into it. I think we have quite a, quite a lot to talk about this week. All right. Spoopy stuff ahead. Spoopy Sp- stuff. What are we talking about? Ooh. Talking oh, I'm sorry. Stuff? A ghost is here. <laughs> ghost, can you leave? We're trying, to, <laughs> we're trying to record a podcast. I
1: know, but I'm spoopy. Ooh. well sometimes i think my house is haunted does that count so there might be some spoopies in this house i have seen ghosts in this house see Mm -hmm. what am i saying i'm saying this is a spoopy place to be doing spoopy stuff appropriate yes (laughs) so today we are going to talk about the salem witch trials
0: heck yeah yeah because that's spoopy it is spoopy we have uh talked When did we mention the Salem Witch Trials? In what episode? That might be a quiz for some mob of them. mentality. Oh yes, episode fifty-six. We talked a little bit about the Salem witch trials. Do you have like this reference sheet, like an Excel
1: sheet of like references to words and? Because I'm amazed at how you can like zip zap and pull out those numbers like that.
0: <laughs> a magician doesn't share her secrets.
1: That's true. Mm-hmm. The editor of a podcast, the editor doesn't of either. a podcast,
0: doesn't share her secrets.
1: The producer, director, editor. <laughs> creator star participant star of the podcast that's anna i'm just here to watch her mom's the the mascot i'll accept that
0: (laughs) i'll embrace
1: that idea i've always wanted to be a mascot so i'm good with that okay so i have to apologize for my like I feel like I sound like someone's holding my nose. You don't. And like there's a little bit of a frog
0: in my throat. Yeah. Uh, Mom's feeling a little allergy. I got little
1: cause... allergies. Because even though the trees are very beautiful this time of the year, the <laughs> they're rag, full of allergies. The ragweed is also very beautiful. <laughs> and As it goes right into my nose. It lives in my backyard. <laughs> and it comes up to my house every night and jumps on my nose. <laughs>
0: every night so uh my my brother visited a couple weekends ago and and as we were walking up to the house mom pointed down the hill and said see those pretty flowers those are allergies
1: (laughs) (laughs) those are what causes pain beauty is pain yes So, forgive me for my congestedness, I apologize. Because I'm going to be the storyteller today, and I would like to be in best voice. Mom's going
0: to tell us a story. A spooky bedtime story. It is
1: spooky, so get ready. (laughs) I hope we don't have bad dreams after this. Okay, so we're going to travel back in time now. To 1692. (laughs) (laughs) together
0: Ooh, Ooh, woo, woo. Woo. <laughs> oh my god
1: i swear we're mostly sober i know we just have one little drink but that's when we're the most fun that's sober. exactly yeah it's like one drink in one drink peak. anna and bonnie <laughs> after that we get a little sleepy yeah <laughs> <it's a laughs> sleepy very so true sweet. okay So the Salem witch trials began in the spring of 1692 after a couple of young girls in a Salem village in Massachusetts were thought to have been possessed by the devil and or cursed by witches.
0: So they thought witches caused the witches? Yeah,
1: witches caused the girls to have these seizures and stuff. Okay, so we'll get into it. All right. right, uh, We will get I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I should just listen. Just listen to the story. I'm
0: all tucked in bed. I'm listening. Okay, because right now
1: I'm doing the prelude. This is the prelude. (laughs) The prologue. (laughs) The prologue. Oh, yeah, that's right. Music is prelude. (laughs) Some 150 men, women, and children were accused over several months of time. But, of course, not all of them ended, ended terribly. But 150. 25 people in all were killed.
0: Did it say people. how many people were in Salem at the time? Because that's a lot. 154? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's one dude. Like, you're a witch. You're a witch. You're a witch.
1: It kind of was like that. <laughs> so 25 people were killed during the witch trials. 19 of them were hanged. And five people died like in while they were imprisoned in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one person who was crushed to death, which we'll talk about. Two of the casualties were actually babies. Aww. The youngest... Person who was accused of witchcraft was five years old. Oh She's actually gosh. four when she got involved, but five. When she, she was died. accused of actual witchcraft. Well, she she confessed to it. Oh which my gosh, is bizarre. We'll get to that too. So so many pins. Oh man, <laughs> it's gonna be. This, this is a tale that I am about to weave for you. <laughs> that was didn't make sense at all. <laughs> But uh, okay, so the stars of the Salem story are basically the Puritan community of Massachusetts Bay, which they were a religious group who came to America to escape religious persecution, which if you think about that. That's kind of ironic, right? It's like, the, we
0: want to do our own religious yeah, persecution. Yeah, that's exactly right.
1: <laughs> we don't like how you're persecuting we us. We want to be in we charge of the to, religious persecution. That's exactly right. So th- those are the people who are involved in this story. So let me tell you the story here. Let's see. Let me first give you some context. because Because okay. in this, I thought was kind of interesting because right now in our world, we're all a little stressed, right? We got a lot going on. Slightly. Right. We have this world pandemic thing happening that's putting stress on all of us. Here in America, we also have an election that's coming up that's about to make us all go bonkers. A bit
0: fraught. We have some racial tensions happening. Raci-
1: mm-hmm. There are natural disasters everywhere. There are fires on this coast and hurricanes on this coast and tornadoes in the middle.
0: There are lots of things happening.
1: <sighs> so we know firsthand how it. Is. I'm really talking with my hands today, you are. aren't I? I can't. No, you're help expansive. It. I have to. I'm filling my space. <laughs> just filling your space. <laughs> we just did a conference about. Space, your space and
0: making creating the space.
1: Yeah. So we're trying to all do all that. I'm trying to give you the idea that even now today, we have this, you know, it's easy for some of us to kind of go off the edge easily because we're very pressured from all of these social things going on. Yep. So let me give you the pressures that were happening to these people back when the Salem Witch Trials happened. Some of the pressures that were going on were they were still recovering from the effects of a British war with France that happened in the American colonies. In 1689, Um, there was a recent smallpox epidemic, so COVID smallpox, okay. okay. There were fears of attacks from neighboring Native American tribes Mm -hmm. because that was going on. And there were also long-standing rivalries among some of the most affluent families in the community of the Salem town, which is present day Salem. So, so there were like these bigger things There were also like these family feud things right. going on. So there's a lot of pressures going on from every angle. And this idea that kind of is behind this, the idea that there are people who are basically in league with the devil, mm-hmm. basically, this idea of evil possession and a religion that is worshiping the devil that in those days they would have called witches. It wasn't new at this time. It had emerged in Europe like as early as the 14th century. Yeah. So that idea had been around for a while. And actually, even while the Salem witch trials were going on in Europe, there was all kinds of craziness going on.
0: Yeah, I think Salem is the most well-known one. It's the one that people kind of point to as like the, the archetypal witch trial example. But it certainly wasn't the first. It wasn't no. the last. It wasn't the only. Exactly. It was, there's There was a lot more of it going
1: on. So I told you that the witch trials were happening like in the spring of 1692. But actually in January, here goes the story. In January of 1692, a nine-year-old named Elizabeth Paris, they called her Betty, and 11-year-old Abigail Williams. So this is like the daughter and the niece of a man named Samuel Paris, who was the minister of the Salem village. These two girls started to have what they called fits. And they define that as violent contortions and uncontrollable outbursts of screaming. So it was kind of like convulsions and seizures, but also this kind of emotional disturbance. What? Disturbance thats a good way to put it. So the local doctor, his name was William Griggs. He was like, oh, let's do this. I don't, I don't know. So he diagnosed them, officially gave them the diagnosis of bewitchment. Official diagnosis. <laughs> bewitchment. <laughs> But then what happened was after this became like known by the community that this was happening, all of a sudden other young girls in the community started to exhibit similar symptoms. And they have names that they include in the story. Ann Putnam Jr., Mercy Lewis, Elizabeth Hubbard, Mary Walkett, Mary Warren. Lots of Marys. That's a good name. <laughs> in late February, there was an arrest warrant made for the Paris family's slave. This is the name that we we talked about before the podcast.
0: Yeah, I asked. Tatuba.
1: Tatuba. She was a Caribbean slave of the Paris family, along with two other women were also arrested. One was named Sarah Good. She was a homeless beggar which is convenient, right? And the, the other one was a poor elderly woman named Sarah Osborne. The girls actually accused these three women of bewitching them. So when they were told, okay, you, you've been bewitched, then they pointed fingers. And right. the first one they pointed to, of course, was the slave to Tuba. And then these two other
0: women. Are you going to tell us more about Tutuba? I don't know a lot about her. Do you know more about her? Well, I only saw a little bit that said, one, like, some of the women or some of the young girls were going to her for, like, tarot readings and stuff. So she was doing things that were kind of witchy. witchy. Yeah, witchy. And so I think that's pr- probably contributed to them
1: accusing her. Well, then, and that makes perfect sense that she was from the Caribbean. Sure. So that was her yeah, it was religion. A cultural that thing. was her spiritual upbringing or whatever before she was a slave. Mm-hmm. Here in this country. And just think how culturally different she would have been. I mean her skin color and just the way she talked and she would be an an obvious target. Yeah. Of you know, where's this coming from? Yeah, look at her. So these three were accused and they were brought before the magistrates who at that time were Jonathan Corwin and John Hawthorne. They were questioned. Even like during the the very first questioning and the, the first in the courtroom kind of situation, these girls are doing their screaming and their writhing. And now there's a whole bunch of them. You know, it's not just the two of them anymore. There's a whole bunch of them. Good and Osborne both denied their guilt. Mm. But eventually, Tatuba confessed and she said it's true. Oh basically, some of the ideas are that she was probably being tortured, there was probably a lot of things going on that isn't just reported in this little thing. But also that maybe she thought that if she pointed to other people, she could maybe get off the hook. Right. So but hysteria spread through the community and all through much of Massachusetts. And and as that happened, many others were accused. Um, One of the people that that was accused, and then we'll get to the when people started dying part um <laughs> well, why we're all listening <laughs> let's just, right let's just do the accusing part first one of the most famous people was named martha Corey. she was like a real upstanding person in the community very mm-hmm. big in the church and very big in the community and in the beginning she and her husband giles would go to the trials and listen but martha started to kind of have skepticism about it and she thought you know this is bad what I hope is true is that she was really a good person. Yeah. I mean, she was involved in the church and she was this good sure. person in the community. What I hope is true is that she actually was saying, man, this is not the right thing to be doing right now.
0: Although if she was part of the church, I mean, the church is probably one of the big reasons that they pointed to witches anyway. Right. Right. So the next time, like the trials, when she started having this
1: doubt and the trials were going on and her husband wanted to go to the trial and Martha said she didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but wouldn't let him go. And that caused her then to be accused of conspiring oh, of course. on behalf of the witches. And then eventually they accused her of being a witch herself. Giles was the, was the man that earlier when I was mentioning the deaths it talked about one person was crushed by stones mm-hmm. they were trying to get giles to testify against his wife
0: yeah they weren't trying to kill him no they, they were, were torturing, torturing him. him
1: yeah and they were trying to get him to testify against his wife and he he wouldn't w- he wouldn't lie you know because it would have been a lie yeah um and he just kept saying no and they just kept piling stones on him a big pile think about that dying that way is a horrible way to die and eventually he did he died from the stones and mm-hmm. his
0: final words were more weight I, I remember learning about that in school. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, because they asked him one more time. They said, "Are you going to testify against your wife?" And he said, "More weight. Like, no, I'd rather die." So to me, that's like that's like being what we call in our Christian faith being a martyr. Yeah,
1: you know, when you give up your life because of something good, of of sure. standing on the side of right, sure. Which he apparently was doing.
0: Well, and I think when you said a lot, like some of the women who were saying they were witches who were confessing were doing it because they were being tortured Tortured. and they were being coerced into saying that. Right. And he was just like, nah. Another um, story of a man in this story who died
1: um, trying to protect his wife was a man named John Proctor. Um, His wife Elizabeth was accused of witchcraft and John was trying to step in to defend her. And so then, of course, they accused him as well. Sure. And in the end, what happened was he was executed, but she was left alive because she was pregnant at the time. So they didn't kill her because she was pregnant. They wanted the unborn baby to live.
0: Okay, so I get most of my Salem witch trial knowledge from The Crucible, Uh which I read in high school. I think we watched the movie. And in the play and or movie, it was represented that, abigail williams one of the young women who was having the symptoms uh-huh. was either in a romantic relationship or trying to have a romantic relationship with john proctor was that mentioned anywhere or was that just no. a fabrication it could have just been a fictionalization one of the things that i read about the crucible is that the
1: author of the crucible which is totally escaping me right now yeah i don't Ar- miller arthur, yeah arthur, arthur miller miller He said that the facts were facts. Like he was very staunch on that. But there have been critics who have said that he added a little drama here and there. To make it more tasty. you do. You do. But there were two or three families who were big families who were kind of feuding. Mm -hmm. That a lot of that Putnam is one of the names I remember. I don't remember the other name. So that could have been part of that. You know, there probably was a lot of roots in, in the reality of just humanness. Like, sure. I, it's totally believable that this girl, you know, was infatuated by this man or whatever. Right. That, that. There's this weird crossover thing happening in my brain, though, because there's that show on Netflix called Outlander about this woman who travels back in time yeah, I think through the Outlander. stones or whatever. And she's in the witch trials at one point. And her this woman that's with her in the witch trials is pregnant and so there's this weird crossing over in my brain, like, Oh yeah, I wonder if that was <laughs> But there was a thing in that show about the the minister being very corrupt and everything. The minister of the church has kind of been they've kind of attributed basically the start of it all to the minister, the head minister of the church. Right. Like he's the one who's kind of started the whole hullabaloo.
0: So I'm looking it up. And it says that in the Crucible, John and Abigail are about 30 years old and 17 years old, respectively. But in real life, they were about 60 and 11 years old, respectively. Holy cow.
1: Okay, that's a big difference. Yeah,
0: and so the accusation was actually from Abigail. Mm. like John stepped up to protect his wife and Abigail accused him of witchcraft or yeah, accused him of being involved or of witchcraft. And then her story kept expanding and became like more and more kind of lurid until it included the suggestion that they were lovers. Oh. There's a lot of evidence to suggest that she was lying though. Right. Well, there was just such crazy
1: accusations being yeah. done. One of the things I read was Perhaps one of the reasons that there were so many accusations was that there were actually people going, you know, on these committees or whatever that would actually go to people's homes and, like, beat on the door and say, is there anybody in your house? You know, that that thing about a witch hunt, that cliche about going on a witch hunt or having a witch hunt. Yeah. They literally did. They would go to people's houses and, like, pound on the door and be very intimidating and be like, is there anybody in here? Are there any witches in
0: here? (laughs) Are there any witches in
1: here? And so sometimes people would be like. Holy crap, we don't want to get accused of witchcraft. So we're yeah. going to point to Sally across the street. Right. You know, she's. Get out ahead of it. Yeah. So they would throw accusations to try to throw so that they wouldn't get accused right. of it somehow. So it was a lot of weird social Well, stuff and then you have on. the
0: kind of, I got a one up to make my story seem like more either believable, quote unquote, or like people will pay attention to me more if it's more expansive. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly.
1: That's exactly right. Let's see, how how can I get back into this? So we're back in May of of 1692 at the very beginning of this. Uh, So Tituba and several other accused witches are confessing, probably because of the torture, and more being named, and more being named, and the trial soon began to overwhelm the local justice system. So in May of 1692, the newly appointed governor of Massachusetts, who was um, William Phipps, I think is how you say his name. Okay. He ordered the establishment of like a special court to be hearing these cases and then also uh, a terminer to decide if the witch cases were real and, and what the punishment should be. So there were presiding judges, I named before Hawthorne, also Samuel Seawall and William Stoughton. And the court handed out its first conviction against Bridget Bishop. She was the first person who was convicted mm. on June 2nd. She was hanged eight days later on what would become known as Gallows Hill mm. in Salem. We have this misunderstanding, this cultural thing that the witches were burnt at the stake. They yeah, were, did that happen at it all? It didn't happen at all. Wow. There was not one person burnt at the stake in Salem. They were all hanged except for the man who was crushed with stones and the people who died in jail, who passed away of whatever. Were in there jail. any?
0: I have this, I think it is from culture as well, where they would be dunked underwater. And they would come up? That might have been the torture. Okay. Did anyone die like that? They didn't
1: say that. Mm. But, you know, maybe some of the people who died in jail died because they had been tortured so much. Yeah. Yeah. That's Um, what I would suspect was going on. Right. There were situations going on that even though this was like at a a fever pitch of people being accused and people being hanged there were people who were kind of arguing against it and trying to stand up against it. And there were some incidents that happened that maybe caused some people to kind of doubt more than usual. One that I thought was interesting was, in one of the things I read, it said a turning point in ending the public support and enthusiasm for the trials was uh, the conviction and the execution of one of the town's former ministers. So he had been a minister, but when all this started happening, he he pulled out because he was like, this is so wrong. Yeah, His name was George Burroughs. And while... They were leading him to the gallows, and as he was being hanged, he was reciting the Lord's Prayer. Yikes. And so the doubt, the people who were, like, skeptical of all this were like, oh, my gosh, he sh- he couldn't do that. If he well, was right, because really that, yeah, that would be one of the things
0: is, oh, they can't.
1: They can't be holy. Like, they can't, Bibles Bible yeah, cruisers to or, whatever. Or, whatever. or whatever. Yeah, right. And so this kind of caused some new real doubt. Another minister named Cotton Mather. Cotton. Cotton. Um, he came out and was very vocal about that we cannot really put weight on this what they called spectral evidence. And this was where people were giving testimony about having seen things or having dreams and visions and sure. all that. It was too like just anybody could say you could anything say they it. wanted. Right, right. And so he kind of came out against that. Even though people basically poo pooed him and just ignored him, and then his father—this we talked earlier, you and I, Anna, before the podcast—that they had these very unique names. Cotton's father's name was Increase Mather. <laughs> That's rad. Increase, Increase. He was the president of Harvard College. Do you think they had nicknames? In, <laughs> Increase. Hey, <laughs> Crease, come hey, over Chris. here, Inky. <laughs> That's better than increase, I have to say. <laughs> he later joined his son in urging that the evidence for witchcraft should be just like any other
0: crime. Tangible?
1: Yeah, you know, you'd have to be able <laughs> like, to bit it. Like,
0: you could actually, like, evidence? Like, yeah. the definition like, of evidence, not just maybe? just people
1: standing up and saying, I, you know, whatever. And a famous quote of increase is quote it would be better that ten suspected witches may escape than one innocent person be condemned hmm. and quote there you smart go man very smart man very
0: smart man. Because really what were the witches doing even if there's witches you know, they're just making some girls twitch a little <laughs> chill out. <laughs>
1: Maybe those girls deserved to
0: twitch. Maybe. <laughs> maybe they were bad girls. Yeah, Abigail didn't seem like a great person. I know. Maybe she, she deserved a few ticks now and then. Yeah, maybe they just got what they deserved. I don't know. <laughs> That's a strong, we're not making any statements. <laughs> we don't think that. <laughs> Nobody deserves to be Nobody, cursed. Maybe, but, yeah, probably, maybe, but. Uh, eh. no. So what
1: can I add here? Oh, I will add that it, it seems, according to history, that the trial's kind of came to a rather abrupt side although they kind of for lack of a better term they petered out they dwindled until around you know the late they, decreased, they decreased which is increases brother word? oh yeah <laughs> that's a good one
0: these are my these yeah. are my twins increase, increase and decrease, and decrease.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh if we have our twins please call them that <laughs> okay i'll write Except it down it, one might be i don't know that's kind of
0: negative I, I name them increase and decrease and then one of them super tall and it's decrease <laughs>
1: But the, the governor's wife was eventually accused of witchcraft. And that's kind of when it was like, okay, we're done. We're done. Which
0: is a little unfair. Mm, it
1: is. It's <laughs> a little. A little. Hmm, but he like, hmm. he pardoned everybody that was still there and released everybody in prison and said, okay, let's forget it. Never mind. His wife was probably the real
0: ruler. She witch. was the witch, right? <laughs> that's gotta be it.
1: <laughs> and she like put this. I don't know. Whatever. She hexed
0: the whole town. And exactly. when they finally figured it out, he's
1: like, no, no, no. This is just kind of a follow- wait, I got to throw in one one sad thing and then I got to do the one sad part. thing after all this stuff. This,
0: this is you'll see. It's wait, even more sad. Wait. did you tell about how the babies died? You said there were babies. Yeah. Well,
1: they well they died in prison.
0: Oh. The youngest
1: victim, 5 years. That was was 5 years old and she was the daughter of the homeless lady.
0: Oh my god. Sarah, I think was Did her she name. die? They did they kill
1: her? They killed her. They
0: executed her. Oh my god. Her.
1: But not only that, two dogs were also executed no! see i told you it was sad because someone accused the dogs of of being witches like what like they were people in animal form or whatever what yes so
0: they shot the i'm dogs. trying to lean away from the microphone <laughs> but i'm sitting on stool and i'm afraid i'm yes. gonna just biff yeah. it yeah yeah
1: two dogs that is stupid. 25 people and two dogs that's stupid that is stupid i'm saying idiots so in the aftermath of all of this, in January 1697, the Massachusetts General Court declared a day of fasting, a day of fasting for the tragedy that happened mm-hmm. uh, with the Salem Witch Trials. And the court later deemed the trials unlawful, and the leading Justice Samuel Seawall publicly apologized for his role hmm. in that process. Um, but the damage to the community just kind of kept on going. Yeah. They passed the colony, the Massachusetts colony passed legislation uh, restoring the good names, so to speak, of the condemned and providing uh, financial restitution to their heirs. That happened in 1711. But the repercussions of it went on for generations. And even like we've talked about that it was, you know, in the 20th century when when Arthur Miller did the Crucible and right. and um, referred back to it in 1953, I think, is when it was. And actually, and just to throw this in as a tidbit, he actually wrote the Crucible as an allegory for the anti-communist witch hunts that were being uh, that were going on under Joseph McCarthy at the mm-hmm. time. He wrote it as an allegory, like, see, this is what happened in the witch trials. So don't let it happen again now in the 1950s. Well, that's why,
0: yeah, that's why we have the witch hunt as a term. Right, exactly. I mean, that's kind of the the example that gets held up as, hey, look, look how wrong we know this was. Exactly.
1: So the question becomes, I mean, this is a spoopy story about how you wouldn't know who was going to get killed. And also it's a little spoopy to think someone was a witch and they were putting curses on people. It can just be spoopy. These days, people come from all over the place to... Go on tours in Salem because they believe it's like one of the most haunted places in America and all that. If you so.
0: want us to go on a tour of Salem and do a podcast about it, tell us. Send us some cash. Send us so some, some money. Can, uh, <laughs> I don't
1: know. Can we travel there in, in the co- in the COVID sure days? Sure, we can.
0: Okay, we'll, we'll
1: drive. We'll drive. Okay, <laughs> and we could have some podcasts along the way.
0: Like <laughs> record a podcast <laughs> in the uh, yeah, road trip in the, podcast. In the car.
1: So, Anna, tell me, how in the world did this kind of thing happen psychologically, that people would get into this kind of situation?
0: Well, that's a bit of a complicated answer, because it could be psychological, or it could be biological. Mm -hmm. And actually, the reasons that the witch trials happened in Salem aren't really known. I mean, obviously it was a long time ago, and by the time we started to say, hey, maybe it wasn't witches, like we couldn't really, we couldn't really do all the tests that needed to happen to see what it actually was. But let's talk about what could have been going on kind of under the surface of this whole experience. One that I saw that I thought was really interesting, it's kind of one of the leading theories um, from what I can find about what was going on, was that people in Salem were eating bread made from rye grain that had been infected with a fungus called Claviceps purpurea, uh, which is commonly called ergot, because it contains high concentration of the alkaloid ergotamine. Wow, uh, you, are, you are killing these words, Thank Anna. you <laughs> so much. I <laughs> <As> you <laughs> practice these in the media I, yeah, ergotamine, ergot. It, it contains uh, lysergic acid, which it's a natural component of lysergic acid diethylamide, which you might know as LSD. And as we all know, when you take LSD, sometimes things happen. Hey, sometimes. (laughs) So obviously taking or ingesting ergot isn't going to produce the exact same effects as taking LSD, but it's going to have kind of some of the same uh, effects, and it's going to make some things happen in your brain that shouldn't be happening. Mm Mm-hmm. So basically, what people were saying was, people in Salem were eating this stuff that was that was contaminated with ergot, and they were getting this ergot disease, this this plant borne illness. And the disease that you get from it includes delusions, vomiting, muscle spasms. Mm-hmm. So all those things that you mentioned could have been being caused by this contamination. So we got these young women who are experiencing muscle spasms and seizures, and the townspeople already don't know what to do with that. And then if they also have the disease and they're having delusions, delusions exactly that could have been a part of it. Now, again... We don't know for sure that this was happening. It's just one of the things that some some people have theorized like, hey, if that is what was happening, then that could have been leading to the mass conclusion that witches were behind this. Mm. Because obviously they're not going to have the, the health knowledge to say this could be a physiological thing. That being said, that theory is is kind of predominant, but there's other people who have offered some alternative theories. Some of them are other kind of medical diseases or disorders um, that people of salem could have had one of them is encephalitis lethargica which is also referred to as a sleeping sickness Hmm. it's an inflammation of the brain it causes people to act kind of statue-like so lethargy i mean that's that's Mm -hmm. in there so statue-like so it's speechless or motionless it can include fever it can include headaches it can include tremors so wow, that's all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that could have been one of them. Another possibility is Lyme disease, since Salem was in an area that had a lot of a lot of ticks in it. Oh my um, gosh. Mm-hmm. So many of the Salem townspeople had red marks and rashes that looked like bite marks, and they were suffering from these neurological and arthritic symptoms that could have pointed to being infected with Lyme disease. I also want to mention an event from uh, 2012, it was in Leroy, New York, where a group of people, I say people, it was mostly like school-aged girls, but there was one boy, and there was a middle-aged woman, and they had an outbreak of what, at least the Wikipedia article, called Salem-like symptoms. So they had ticks, they had shouting, a few of the girls were diagnosed with Tourette's. From what I could see, one place said that some of the girls tested positive for Lyme disease, though. And that would be an explanation for what was going on. And there are some people who attribute what was going on to Lyme disease. um, But again, I don't think all of them were diagnosed with that. And the source that I found, like, kind of had a broken link in there. So I'm not super sure what the entire story was. But most of what I could find about the incident didn't go with Lyme disease as a possible cause. Instead, it went with something more psychological. It said mass hysteria was Mm -hmm. behind it. Mm -hmm. And I'll talk about that in a hot second. But first, I want to talk about another uh, psychological possible thing. So let's talk about PTSD for a minute. So PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, in the context of the Salem witch trials, the witch trials were happening, like you said, kind of concurrently with the King Philip's War. Right. That was, from what I read, it was going on while the witch trials were happening, so I'm not entirely sure of the timeline, because you said that it it was more like the witch trials happened after it, which... And that's still concurrent. I mean, there's still trauma. There's still ongoing, like, so- social ramifications, all that kind of right. stuff. It led to a lot of fear. It led to a lot of panic. On the coast of America, especially, I mean... There were, like you said, there were attacks happening. Um, there were attacks happening in Maine, in New Hampshire, in northern Massachusetts. And a lot of that led to people fleeing. And some of them landed in Salem and in southern Massachusetts. And there were these survivors, these refugees from the the war. And some of those refugees were the people who were accusers in the witch trials. Oh, so I'm not gonna go too that far. Makes sense. Actually, yeah, it makes really good sense. I know I won't go too far into like PTSD and trauma stuff but it, like that's that's its own episode. <laughs> Let's mm-hmm. but on a basic level, Witnessing or being a victim of something really traumatic, something violent, like a a war, Mm -hmm. um, especially direct attacks from the war, or attacks from, like you said, Native Americans, those were also happening, can sometimes trigger things like hysteria. But even on a lesser note, trauma can cause things like anxiety. It can cause things like hypervigilance. Absolutely. Um, And hypervigilance basically just means being really aware of your surroundings and sort of assuming that things around you are going to hurt you. Being paranoid, being... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's being vigilant uh, of threats or Mm -hmm. potential threats. And basically when you've gone through a trauma, you see things that maybe aren't necessarily threats, but your brain goes, danger, danger, danger. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that was going on. And like I said, maybe combined with some of the other things that I mentioned, it could cause a survivor of wartime trauma to think, oh, this person who's twitching or having tics could be harmful. And then a way to explain that would be something like witches. Because at the time, obviously, society was going to be more believing in witches than it would be in trauma. That's right. That's I mean, exactly right. The, we, the time. we did not have anything that right. was trauma-informed in, in Puritan culture in the 1600s. So no one was thinking of that as a potential cause. And another interesting part of this, you kind of touched on this. So most of the time... Kind of in historical witch trials, the ones that aren't Salem that we talked about, of which mm. there are many, most of the people that were accused of witchcraft in those trials were predominantly female, usually members of the lower class. In Salem, some of the accused were not only men, but were upper class men. Exactly. And that's a real break in pattern from mm-hmm. the usual. I mean, like you said, it kind of started with the lower class women. It started with a slave. slave it started with the, the homeless, homeless person. Lady. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's kind of the pattern, but they really escalated it, right? And yeah, the and fact,
1: the fact that there were men that were at actually persecuted—that—that's yeah. shocking to me. Yeah, yeah,
0: and that could line up with the unrest happening at the time because of the war. Mm-hmm. So these people especially of the lower class were saying, "Hey, these leaders of the community were supposed to be protecting us. They're they're the leaders of our community because they're supposed to be protecting us from these these attacks and these these threats from outside and they're not." So it could have been either consciously or unconsciously them trying to get back at these people and saying, hey, something is wrong with you and you deserve persecution. And if there's already this culture of witchcraft happening, that could just be a way that they were they were persecuted. Okay, so that all being said, <laughs> let's talk about kind of the elephant in the room, uh-huh. which is the the thing that I think most people attribute the Sandlin witch trials to. And that's mass hysteria. Mm -hmm. So specifically, um, people have called the Salem Witch Trials a case of psychosomatic disorder, which is when conflict or stress causes a person to believe that they're truly experiencing symptoms. And a lot of times these symptoms manifest. Right. Especially in symptoms like the ones you were talking about. I mean, ticks, things like shouting randomly, things mm-hmm. like like even kind of seizure activity right, and right. tremors. Shaking. Yeah. yeah those things can, can very easily be psychosomatic because they don't necessarily have to be medical. So I want to jump back a second because, like I said before, the kids in Leroy, New York, were diagnosed as having mass hysteria, too. Basically, they said a few girls started to have those symptoms in New York and then, Yeah, maybe a few of them did have Tourette's or maybe Lyme disease, but then other students were seeing or hearing about them, and then they were believing that they were also experiencing those things, especially when the cause is something unknown. I think we also have to point to that. And I mean, in the Salem Witch Trials, the cause, quote unquote, cause was witches. Right. So, But that's something very unknown. It's supernatural. So it's not like we can say, oh, let's test you for witchcraft. I mean, (laughs) they did in like torture. Right, but right, right. that was not exactly it's, a good test count. yeah yeah and that's also an important distinction to make that people who are experiencing psychosomatic symptoms uh hysteric symptoms i don't like the word hysteria because of the roots of it yeah it kind of makes you get up your guard it's from... it's a little bit the feminist in me yeah, is like yeah. don't call it hysteria yeah. But people who are experiencing psychosomatic stuff aren't faking. A lot of the people, especially in New York, especially, I think, especially because it's young women, and a lot of the times young women are not seen as very believable, but a lot of people were saying that these girls were faking it. And, okay, sure, maybe some of them were. I mean, there there are some things that are, like, maybe they're just doing it for attention. Maybe they're doing it, whether consciously or unconsciously. But maybe they're doing it for those reasons. That would be a different episode. That would be Munchausen's, which... <laughs> it is, you're right. Yeah, which we did talk about. Uh-huh. I can't remember the number, but it's Champagne, which is one of the best episode titles we've ever had. <laughs> and no one appreciated it. <laughs> I don't um, even think I appreciated it till you just uh, now mentioned champagne. it. Champagne. My That's husband really came up good. with it. That's I was really I was working on the episode and I said, "Hey, do you have any uh, ideas for titles?" And he said, "Nope." And I said, "Okay." And I went upstairs to finish editing and he and I heard him go, "Wait!" from downstairs, <laughs> 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 and then I heard. As he ran upstairs and he said, (laughs) champagne. And I was like, that's That's awesome. That's the one. So, yeah, go listen to that one if you want to hear about people who are intentionally faking a disorder for something. But in psychosomatic, the people believe that this is really happening to them. The the victims, the afflicted, whatever you want to call them, they are actually experiencing these symptoms. I mean, the symptoms are only happening. They feel the pain. Exactly. Like, when I was reading about it, one of the things I read was they were feeling, like, pinches, like, bites or pinches from, they were saying, from witches or demons. Right, right. So they were actually, I mean, I think, maybe, Mm -hmm. unless they were playing into this. Right. But if they're actually feeling those things. But that's what psychosomatic is. Exactly. You actually do feel it. You're actually feeling it. Yeah. So that's the difference between psychosomatic and faking it, Mm -hmm. basically. Mm Mm-hmm. Psychologists Nicholas P. Spanos and Jack Gottlieb explained that the afflicted in Salem, they called it enacting the roles that maintained their definition of themselves as bewitched. Basically, these kids, call them kids. I mean, there's there's kind of all over the, the age spectrum. But the two girls are what started yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, these, these kids, these people are being exposed to one or several people who are showing these symptoms and they kind of play into it either like i said consciously unconsciously but especially if they're associated with it especially if they're being told that they're bewitched as well exactly i mean at some point you just kind of go maybe i am a witch I'll or just go on yeah, yeah maybe i am being afflicted yeah. by a demon yeah you know you just sort of it's it's kind of the power of suggestion that's a good way to say it. And another point to keep in mind, like we touched on a little earlier, is that these young girls were living in a Puritan culture. And Puritan culture is very focused on sin. It's focused on damnation and repression and all that good stuff. And basically, these girls were looking for freedom, which is a little bit weird to say because we think about being accused of witchcraft or anything and, and how that's not not a good thing, right. certainly, if you're going to be hanged or whatever. But it's a rebellion against the... It is. And it's an escape. I mean, Mm. like... It could have been a way to escape some of those strict rules and those boundaries that the the culture was really enforcing on them. I mean, we feel that even now, and this yeah. isn't a Puritan culture. We feel young women especially, you know, feel that they have to they want to rebel. They're not gonna stay in the kitchen. They're they're gonna do their <laughs> own thing. Like and, and especially back then, this was maybe a way to get out of that. Since it's spooky season, I will take that <laughs> opportunity to recommend a movie called the witch it's spelled with two v's instead of a w if you're looking for it and you're having trouble finding it the witch the witch it's a really good movie you should watch it with subtitles because they speak in like old english and it's very hard to understand it's even a little hard to understand with subtitles is it a real old movie no it's pretty new okay like last five years real creepy it's pretty creepy Yeah. is it slashy no it's not slashy it's eerie Oh, okay. It's creepy. I can take Eerie, I just can't take Slashy. Yeah, it's a really good movie. It's about a young woman in Puritan times whose family is leaving the community because they want to kind of practice religious freedom. Kind of the same situation. And spooky witch stuff starts happening. And it delves into some of these topics, how this this woman, this young woman is, is basically told that she's a witch and she's living in this super strict household and and there's these things happening and she kind of has to choose whether she's going to buy into this or whether she's going to stay with her family's like really strict upbringing it's it's really it's really good and they've got some really interesting psychological themes in it then kind of the last thing i will tack on about the salem witch trials is that it doesn't necessarily have to be a wish fulfillment thing it could be a, a fear thing I mean again we go back to the power of suggestion where if you're being suggested that you are you are a witch or being suggested that you're afflicted from a witch or right, being cursed right. or hexed or whatever I don't know. And it, not even that. Like, if you are in a town where 150 people have been accused of witchcraft, you're like, there's some witches about, huh? Yeah, exactly. There's, there's got to be at least one <laughs> witch in this group, right? And they're going to get me. Yeah. So it could kind of lead to lead to some of that. And the bottom line is, like I said, we have no idea. We right. we don't know what caused it. My belief is that it was a mix of these things. That's a good way to, I, I agree with you
1: my belief it was like the perfect
0: storm exactly like there was this huge like societal unrest this war unrest going on Your ptsd thing is good a lot of ptsd there could have been a couple people with ergot poisoning there could have been a couple of people with lyme disease disease, yeah yeah there could have been but then that could have led to the mass hysteria portion of it where probably 150 people weren't affected with ergot poisoning. Right. But maybe a couple were and that started this thing that just snowballed way out of control. Right, right.
1: <gasps> Can I throw in one footnote about Please the do. ergot poisoning thing because yeah. one of the things I read was that you and you described it as a fungus mm-hmm. and that it it happened when when the conditions were very damp. Like yeah. that's what would lead to the fungus being grown in the rye right and that the springtime was very damp but that summer was very dry and the the source that i was reading said is it just a coincidence that by the end of summer the fungus would have died off because the drought and that's when the court when the when everybody kind of started losing interest
0: i didn't even think about
1: that that would kind of add a little footnote to the ergot stuff but I agree with you that I think it was layered. I think there were many yeah, things there was that, more than that one thing. came together. Well, for and that. then
0: the question would be like, why wouldn't that happen several years? Right? Why wouldn't next year during the, the same thing season? happen? Yeah. yeah, they're like witches are back. Yeah, Whoa, <laughs> why is it a springtime thing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think though, and this is this is legitimately spooky, scary for me that that idea of how we do have that mass hysteria thing that comes on us. That right now in our culture, in America, we got a lot going on right now that's kind of like a little bit of mass hysteria in different directions on both sides in every direction. And it's like you have to really take deep breaths and, and try to be an independent thinker. You know, try to keep yeah, you your gotta wits about you. Get
0: out of your echo chamber because yeah. I think echo chambers are a little bit of mass hysteria. Try to really think for yourself
1: and think clearly for yourself, and yeah. which is hard to do when you don't know who's telling you the truth
0: and where to get the right information
1: on things. And yeah. to so me, that's the scary
0: part. Like I, and I've 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 said this to, before to people that like when I'm watching horror movies and stuff, like ones about ghosts and demons and witches, they don't get me that much because. Mm-hmm. Because, like, my rational brain can be like, okay, it's not really going to happen. But, like, the real stuff, like, the not even psychological horror cuz that's usually pretty corny but like home invasion movies yes, yes. like that kind of stuff where people really being kidnapped or things yeah, like that the yeah the gory stuff yeah. i don't really like that so so there's the the more kind of real it is and this is real stuff cuz i think it would be way less scary if it was about witches right but right. because it probably wasn't that's terrifying exactly that it that was makes just, it way scarier yeah, yeah yeah
1: that these these people are just living their
0: lives and all of a sudden what accused? if there was like one witch actually in Salem, mm. and they like didn't even get accused? They were. I like, still think it's the, governor's, it's the wife. governor's wife. Yeah, it's gotta be. I think we solved this. I think we, we figured it out. <laughs> She's like, um, hey George, could you just like make this go away?
1: Like, <laughs> just put a little spell on him. She's got her little magic wand <laughs> out. "Bibbidi bobbity, boo. All right, Bibbity bobbity nepotism. that's a good one Anna thanks that was was a deep deep joke you gotta let it settle in on you and then go oh I get it I get it you're just too smart for your own good I'm a witch I heard that about you (laughs) I've been called some things but not a witch I've
0: been called (laughs) things very adjacent to witch yes me as well
1: and I'm not gonna say I'm not. I'm just gonna go with <laughs> it's it. It's Like you know what? Yep, <laughs> I own
0: that. All right. Do we have any more footnotes? I feel like there's much more things we could talk about in there this are. subject. It's a, it's a, it's a lot. It is, but it's, it's a good uh October. What do you call it? Spooktober. Spooktober. Spooktober ep-
1: episode.
0: There's tons. Go watch the Crucible
1: movie. Yeah, I would recommend that too. Either read the book. Or watch the movie and be aware that that was created as an allegory. Yeah, but that that the author at least uh, claims that it was very factual. So who
0: um who played it in the movie? It's she's from Stranger Things. Yeah, the little. Uh, what is her name? Winona Ryder. <sighs> <sighs>
1: That's
0: it. <sighs> That's it.
1: Winona. Winona, Winona Ryder. Winona.
0: She was yeah. Abigail Williams macking on John Proctor macking on him (laughs) they were macking on each other they were macking okay they were macking (laughs) you heard it here folks they were macking and this is Bonnie join us next week
1: (laughs) reporting on the Salem witch trials (laughs) this is Bonnie this is Bonnie they were macking (laughs) okay I'm I'm done (laughs) I'm tired I guess I don't know okay But I'm not too tired to thank the people. Please do. Sipsters, we are so grateful to you for joining us for our podcast. We so enjoy having you with us for each episode. And we hope that you will come back and join us again next time. Because without you, we don't have any fun. We need you to
0: have fun. So join us. Tell your friends about Freudian Sips. And join us next time. And this was a really interesting topic. So if you have any questions about this I would not mind doing you, a little or bit if of you, follow-up. If you
1: want to, to add some footnotes, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. read your information. Yeah, if you, you want to, like, comment,
0: like, when we put the episode link up on Twitter, if you mm-hmm. want to comment or if you want to comment on Facebook, we can kind of... If you have any fun Salem Witch Trial facts... Yes. Cause I there's so much. I mean, there's it, it went on for a long time. There were a lot of people involved and we only just skimmed the surface. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. We're Freudian Sips Pod on everything. Our site is FreudianSipsPod.com. If you want to get hold of us directly, if you want to send us fun witch facts, you can <laughs> you can email us at Fordiansipspod at gmail dot com. We are on Patreon if you want to support the show. We're on Freudian Zips Pod on there. And please remember to leave us a nice rating and review if you can do that wherever you're listening, on Apple Podcasts, on Podchaser, um, even on Facebook, just wherever. And our theme music is Sweeter Vermouth by Kevin McLeod, and it sounds like this. <music>